Ahoy! And welcome to the April Ocean Media All at Sea podcast. I'm Gary Brown, the editorial director of All at Sea magazine, the Caribbean and South Florida's favourite waterfront magazine. This podcast is made possible thanks to the support of All at Sea magazine and budget marine Caribbean-wide marine stores. This month's podcast brings you interviews with the winning sailors as they leave the stage having picked up their trophies at the St Martin Heineken Regatta, the largest sailing event in the Caribbean. Interviewing sailors who are pumped up and ready to party is no easy task. There was no way to get them into a studio as all they wanted to do was celebrate and down a few more bevies. So the interviews took place amidst the noise of on-stage presentations which I hope give you a taste of the excitement and carnival atmosphere of a big Caribbean regatta. Our first three interviews are with the owner of the winning gunboat catamaran, Elvis. That's the boat name, not the owner. Elvis is followed by Lloyd Thornburg, owner and co-skipper of the record-breaking trimaran Fido 3. And then we hear from Tadzio Brev... Brev... Brevowitz, I think that's how you pronounce it, one of St Martin's leading environmentalists and crew on the winning boat in CSA Class 5. Joining me in the interviews are Heather Tackling Court, a media coordinator of the Heineken Regatta, and Ariel of local radio station Island 92 91.9 FM. So without further ado, let's take you to the races. Scott, the gunboat, a fantastic class, and this boat, Elvis, winning races still all over the place. What's it like for you to take by the St. Martin Heineken Regatta year after year? Well, it's always a surprise when we come back here and win. You know, we, every year we try to improve the boat. Um, not so much to make it better for racing, but just to make it faster and more fun to sail. And it's turned out that's made it more competitive as well. Um, we were lucky this year, I think, in that the winds weren't too strong because we may have had too much sail area, mast height, with this last modification. Uh, but it worked out. You know, we were right in our, our power zone. We had a great time. The boat was lit up and just all smiles. This boat looks like so much fun just because of the uh, the name. Have you owned the boat from new? No. We, uh, we bought the boat about five years ago now. It was called Looking for Elvis. And we were going to take it straight to Europe and we were like well, what are we going to call it? I mean, we have to do documentation, paperwork, all this stuff and we thought oh, we'll just call it Elvis for short. We, we had no better idea what to call it and it just sort of stuck and, and I have to say what a great name. Every place I go in the world it is such an icebreaker like with immigrations, customs, blah blah blah. Everybody, everybody knows Elvis around the world and it's just, I get smiles and we get the way, the way is paved and it's all great. And having the uh, the head of Elvis on the sail must help. Yes, I mean that's again a, a great crowd pleaser, and uh, that's become our logo and our hats and our shirts and everything else. In all the regattas that you do, which is your favorite? Oh, it's got to be this one. Really? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, the weather, the conditions are usually consistently ideal. Uh, 
It's a three-day event, which we prefer, as opposed to a five-day event. Um, and just the, the committee work is great. The scenery is beautiful. I mean, it's just everything about it is just a lot of fun. Well, there's been some changes this year. Brought some new management in. Yep. Changed the courses. How do you feel about that? It was. I'm going to say it was a wash. And I've talked. I've talked to some of the uh, committee members about it. There were some things that we did and did not like. Uh, but on the on the whole, we're coming back next year. Sailing in the channel between St. Martin and Gia is some of the best sailing in the world. Flat water, wind, it's, it's really variable. It's, it's just beautiful. And the regatta, the organization, the excitement of everybody out here is just wonderful. We love being here. Lloyd, it's so great to see you. This is a bottle of Absolute Vodka for you. Oh, thank you so much. You're, you're a special VIP in my heart. Oh, um, wow. So how does it feel to smash every record around? Well, you know, we just... We love sailing the boat fast, and you know these these records. Like we've been so fortunate, and you know we, we go out and you know you you try, and you you hope that you might get it, and you plan to try to get them, but you you never know. And um, we've been we've been very lucky, and and the guys work so hard, and I I feel like I, I have the best team in the world. I'm so happy to sail with these guys. It's just a pleasure every day, you know. What's going through your mind when uh, you're 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 screaming down at like 30 plus knots, and somebody gets in your way? What do you do? What goes through your mind? It used to be a lot more stressful, but, you know, it's it's sort of like when you're speeding down the highway, you know, like you have a lot more options because you're that much quicker than the other boats. And uh, once you start to understand what, what our boat can do and its limitations, then uh, it, it's still stressful, but, you know, you get better at understanding the relative motion and it's it's not that bad, you know. And, and everybody, I have to thank all our competitors. Nobody got in our way or created any issues that could have been dangerous. Everybody sailed really well around us and, and it was just a pleasure to sail with the whole fleet. It was a pleasure to, you know, to have them let us through sometimes and it was great. Lloyd, how special is this crew and especially Brian Thompson? Um, we'll start with Brian Thompson. I mean, he's he's uh, he's such a great guy. Everyone has the most, all of us, myself included, have the most immense respect for him and everything he's done. And what's most impressive about him is he has such a quiet way about him and he always errs to the side of driving the boat on the safe side, which sounds a bit ridiculous, you know, when you watch us, like, sailing around, but he always keeps the boat sort of in the safe zone and keeps everybody calm, and his calm and leadership, it's just such a pleasure to sail with everyone, because everyone's just so excited to sail the boat because he sets the tone, and it's just wonderful. You're always build as core skippers. Do you ever overrule him? Yeah, once in a while. Yeah. You know, um, in, on these inshore stuff, I, I'm driving, say, 90% of the time. You know, sometimes it helps. You'd out of two helmsmen when you tack the boat sometimes. So if it's a short tack, like Brian's, Brian will drive and I'll get a drink of water or, you know, take a little bit of a break to get back. But in the inshore stuff, uh, you know, I'm, I'm much more sort of like the hands-on in charge and he's still overseeing and, you know, keeping an, a big eye out, you know. But uh, it, it happens once in a while. But, you know, that's, that's part of our growth as a relationship is very little friction because we, we see things pretty much the same way. You know? Are you friends? Oh, great friends, yeah. yeah. Well, thank you very much. You've spectacular boat to bring to this regatta, and it's a thrill to watch you every time. Oh, thank you so much. It was a thrill to be here, and the Friday lap around the island was some of the best sailing we've ever had on the boat, you know? It's just a... Uh, it's a great opportunity to just light the boat up and, um, you know, you never push so hard as you do when you're racing and it was the conditions were perfect. We're happy to be here.
Tazio. Now they always interview the skipper, and they've got uh, Bobby Velasquez over there being interviewed. But I thought we'd do it different. We'd interview one of the crew. Uh, so it's a great honor to be here for the Heineken Regatta and to actually be on a boat that's won. It's the first time really that I've been on a winning boat. I've sailed with Roger Petit the, pa the past few years, and unfortunately we were not able to make it. So this is the first year for the Heineken Regatta that I've sailed with uh, with Bobby and Les Perance, and, and you know we took the trophy. Now it's a successful, very successful boat. What's your role on board? I do the head sail, so you know, I, I'm the muscle on board. I, I trim the head sail, and I do the winding and grinding. Well, they need a young, fit guy. That's yeah. what they did, isn't it? <laughs> yes. No, but it's a team effort, so you know, we all did our part, and it was a great, it was a great sail. It was challenging. We had a lot of competition. You know, Robbie sailed excellently up until the very end, so you know, it was awesome to be a part of it. Now we're all amazed to see uh, Bobby Velasquez at the award ceremony. He usually disappears before it happens, and that's exactly it. It's because we were neck and neck with with Robbie Ferran, and we had to do a lot of tactics. Uh, we had to do a lot of, of really calculating sailing, and that's why we, uh, you know, because we won, Robbie, was, you know, Bobby was like, you know, let's uh, let's be there tonight, and you know, we all came out and we represented, and it's a great feeling to be here. So you're now a regular member of the crew, yeah. and uh, you're going to race in other regattas. Yeah, I mean, this is the first time I sailed on Lesperance for the Heineken regatta, but I usually sail on different regattas. Uh, I'm usually loyal to uh, Bellarora, Roger Petit, but this year Bobby asked if I would come along on Lesperance for the Heineken, and I said, sure, you know, you know, it would be a great honor to sail with a legend such as Bobby. So I was very happy to be on board. Let's put your other cap on right now. You're the uh, head of the St. Martin Nature Foundation. While you were sailing around the island, did you see anything at all that... Uh, upset you in any way? No, it was a great regatta. I mean, the regatta is doing a great job in trying to be very environmentally conscious. Uh, you know, they have done a great job in profiling the work of the Nature Foundation, being a steward in, in you know, in the environmental role. You know, sailors, people that sail, they have a very close connection to the sea. And uh, it's important to promote that, and we were very happy to, to have the regatta really promote the environmental aspect of things. So usually around this time of year, the beginning of the year, we see a lot of marine mammals that come across, whales, dolphins, but nothing cross if it just finish our start line this year. So, you know, it was a great regatta, very clean. You're combining business and pleasure and living up to the, uh, the motto, serious fun. It's the story of my life. <laughs> Noisy, wasn't it? We'll be back with the final interviews after these messages. This podcast is made possible by the support of All at Sea magazine and Budget Marine. You can find All at Sea, the Caribbean's number one waterfront full-colour magazine throughout the southern and northern Caribbean island chain, the Panama Canal, the Bahamas and South Florida. You can pick up a free copy at marinas, boatyards, ship stores, yacht clubs, boaters bars and marine service providers. You can also download the entire magazine for free as a PDF by going to our website, allatsea.net, and copies going back several years are available. And Budget Marine, our other sponsor, are the Caribbean's largest suppliers of marine equipment, boat gear and fishing supplies. You can check them out on online at budgetmarine.com or visit one of their marine stores in Antigua, Aruba, Bonaire, Curaçao, Grenada, St. Martin, French and Dutch side, St. Thomas, Tortola and Trinidad. They stock everything you need for your boat and their staff of experts are the friendliest around. Now in our final three interviews from the St. Martin Heineken Regatta, 
we hear from local sailor and winner of the Melges 24 class, Fritz Busk. Ross Appleby of Scarlet Oyster, winner in CSA 2, who has a, quite a story to tell. And we close with Jedan Portman of Brunel, the boat that finished second in the last Volvo Ocean Race and second in class at the Heineken Regatta. Fritz Bost, the champion sailor in the Melges class with me now. Fritz, a new boat, a new beginning. No, not a new beginning. We are, uh, are just on the road of a nice sailing campaign. It's not a new beginning, but we're just improving and, uh, you know. Just tell our listeners why you need a new Melges. Top sailors buy a new boat every year, or they sail a new boat every year. If you want to be competitive, you've got to have the best equipment. And it's just that edge that makes it. And my boat is, is from 1994. And I've sailed it to Puerto Rico like 100 times, you know. And then back, bang, bang, bang. You know, fiberglass gets worked out, gets old, gets soft. And I mean, yeah, the, the, when it gets soft, there's no stiffness in the hull. You don't uh, put the, the, the wind speed into forward motion. It gets too soft. So you need stiff boat. That's all what it's about. That's why they build new boats, stiffer. And that's why you need a new one. Now, that was a very nice photograph you had taken there. You had the your really tough competition of the Gill team. And you two guys are always head-to-head. And you swap the lead often. And yet you included them in the photograph. That was very sporting. Oh, well, but they're friends of us. And so, so it should be also on the water. We should be all have... I mean, sailing, it's, it's a hobby. I'm not a professional. I'm sailing for fun. So it's nice to have fun on the water, and if there's a little thing, we should just talk it out and, you know, this and that and that, you were wrong, blah, blah, blah. Not protesting, so we are friends, and we should be, that should be the atmosphere on the water. How was the regatta this time? They've changed many things, new uh, management, brought some new courses in. Is it working? I think it's, uh, it's, the idea is very nice. But I, if I see that a lot of people don't understand what's going on and a lot of people will sail the wrong courses because they don't know where they're going, then you can say, yeah, but you know, you got to reach your courses. But yeah, not everybody has the same IQ. So I felt it was also for us sometimes a bit confusing. We really had to uh, look into it. it. It was not like clear cut. So I would say if you run a professional regatta with only racing sailors, it's a good idea. I think here for the Heineken Regatta, it's, it's not working. Final question. The weather conditions, were they to your liking? Uh, yes, because I like uh, different conditions. I don't like when it's blowing too hard, when it's, uh, you know, when it's no sailing anymore, when it's just bashing into the wind. I like when it's shifty, you play the winds, you play the shifts. And so I like, like medium and a little lighter conditions. Not when it's just... Well, because everybody can sail the strong wind. It takes a good sailor to sail in light winds. I said that was the last question, but I have one more for you. The Melody's 24 class, we seem to see more of them, but there's stiff competition now from the IC24. Yeah, I own one too. And I, when I go to St. Thomas, I often sail the IC24 because there's not many Melges sailing there because it seems that we have more Melges on this side and not in St. Thomas. We used to have, in the end of the 90s, we used to have a lot of Melges in Puerto Rico. We would sail with 12 to 15 Melges and when there was no IC-24s. And that fleet died down because I tell you, sailing is a funny sport. Sailors are not all the best sportsmen, you know? 
you have runners and cyclists. You know, they know where they are. Yeah. You know, they, you, you know your time and you know if you can win or not. And you cannot blame anybody. Sailors always blame everybody to anything what can happen. And when you have one guy who's better in one fleet and always wins, it discourages often the other guys. Instead of the other guys that are lesser sailors think, hey, I can learn from this and I can become better. No, they want to win because this is shit. So they go buy another boat with a better rating. This is typical a bit of sailors. It's a different sportsmanship, you know, it's not like a real athlete. So uh, the Maltese fleet died a bit out because it was always the same guy who was winning. And uh, I liked it because this guy was a good sailor and I was getting better and better because of him because he was teaching me how to sail better. And uh, so I continued in, it, uh, in that fleet. But now the IC24 fleet started to grow, which is also a one design class, which one design sailing is the best sailing there is because that shows the best team it doesn't have to be the best skipper but it's the best team because it's a team effort especially ice 24 with jibing tit 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 big fields it's a team effort so you need really good crew and uh, it's growing and it's, it's a very nice field I, I love to sail it the boat is not as nice as a Melgius it's a bit of a, of a cow you know like a dog but because there's so many of them now it's growing it's very nice to sail in it so I love to sail in it big push thank you very much <laughs> thank you Ross Appleby, Scarlet Oyster, you're having a hell of a Caribbean season. Yeah, it's been um, a bit of a roller coaster. We had a fantastic 600. We won our class for the fourth time there. We turned up here to the uh, Commonwealth Cup and we had a, a, a bit of an issue there. But we uh, got the boat fixed, came out fighting, all guns blazing on the Friday to win our class around the island, the nearly overall. Um, had a tight class, really good class. We've got boats that uh, sail together a great deal. Boats we respect immensely, and uh, come out on top today was quite a buzz. So you've you've rushed past the bit where you said you had a bit of an issue. You had a hole in the boat, and uh, it looks like the rescue services helped you. Um, the coast guard helped you. Absolutely, yeah, we had um, yeah we had a hole below the waterline. So we had uh, the rescue, Coast Guard rescue, standing by us in case we need a pump. But they um, escorted us through the bareboat fleet, got us an emergency bridge opening. Uh, Bobby's Marina were ready. We literally trained the sling straight out of the water and custom fit marine with Thomas and his team straight on it. Like, we were grinding the boat back within an hour and a half of being holed with fixing it. How did you keep the enthusiasm of the crew going when you knew that maybe you wouldn't be able to continue racing? I didn't ever think we wouldn't be racing on Friday. If I'd been, if it's just me fixing, I'd have found a way. But what we got was not just a fix, but a proper repair. And in a time scale, that was amazing. I know we were following it on the press boat, on the radio. It sounded really dramatic. We were all very, very concerned. You must have been incredibly concerned when somebody told you, hey, we've got water coming in. Uh, we were hold below the waterline, but we didn't actually take water in because we were healing away. We were on port sack, we were holed on the port side under the waterline. So we, we just kept the weight healed over, kept all the crew weights on the low side. Uh, luckily, our bottom paint very smooth, so we were able to get duct tape to stick. So I was able to go on a climbing house to the side as we kept the boat powered up sailing. And we managed to get a lot of tape over the hole. 
the key thing really was to keep the uh, laminate dry so we could effect a repair that day. Um, and obviously, there was always a very big risk that if the boat didn't come upright and started taking water, then we could take a lot of water. I mean, it was, it was a pretty big hole, so. Duck tape is sailor's best friend, isn't it? Always had a few rolls. <laughs> and uh, one final question for you. The St. Martin Heineken Regatta, for you, how is it? How, how, what do you think of the racing and the partying? And, and the general atmosphere and, and the way it's run. Well, in the Caribbean, we're very spoiled with lots of great regattas. Um, but I've done this regatta now 12 or 13 times, I guess. And it's always a highlight of, you know, of, the, of the Caribbean season to do this regatta. And to come out on top in our class for a second time is absolutely, yeah. It's been fantastic. It's, it's just, I've got no words. The St. Martin Yacht Club has been so welcome to us. And just sailing around here, it's, you know, regardless of the racing and the winning, it's just sailing around all these boats and everybody cheering. It means so much. We spent one and a half year campaigning this boat, sailing around the world, and obviously everybody's been following this Volvo Ocean race. And it's just great to see all the spectators. And I feel very humbled to be here and to show the people that love sailing about you came in second in the Volvo Ocean Race uh, in 2017. You're going to be campaigning again. You're going to go for first this time, right? Yeah, for sure. I mean, we went for first last time, and it's top sport. It's uh, down to the last percentages. We just lost it, and uh, yeah, for sure. We're going for the next one. We're trying to find the funding. We're very positive about it. Uh, we're not there yet, but uh, you know, we keep fighting, and that's where we are. We have a great team. We still sail together a lot. Uh, we still have people from the team on this boat. Uh, we're such a strong team, so we have to win this thing. And what's your next regatta? Um, most of the Team Brunel people are actually sailing another boat next week in the BBR regatta, on the Laura Piana regatta, uh, on a big super yacht. Uh, this is what we do. We sail different boats with the same team, and uh, we keep working together and try to get better. Here we are. How's it feel to be uh, once again a champion of the St. Martin Heineken Regatta? Yeah, hey, lovely to be here, man. Thank you very much. You guys are doing an awesome job. The awards ceremony, everybody in the crowd is saying, wow, I'm taking photos to take back home to show them how it's done. It's home for me, St. Thomas, but my crew is from all around. So the European guys on our boat, they're really impressed with what you're doing here in St. Martin. So hats off to you guys. Uh, you happen to be one of the most famous uh, sailors and racers in the Caribbean. Um, how does it feel to come back year after year? Uh, St. Martin's great, man. I've been coming here since I was a boy. And, uh, you know, I consider myself a, a resident of the region and proud of all of our islands as we each do our own thing. And uh, so I've come here all these years, and uh, it's great to be back. What's Love your next regatta? Uh, next regatta for me is St. Bart's uh, Bucket Regatta in 10 days. And, and which boat are you bucketing on? I'm bucketing on a boat called Rose Hardy. Peter, you handed over the helm of the CSA. Is it uh, still thriving? Yeah, you know, I must tell you, the CSA is one of the most heartwarming organizations I've worked with. You know, when I came back home eight years ago from the America's Cup, that's the organization that I gravitated towards because it doesn't just lift my island, it lifts all the islands. And it's the, I think it has the greatest effect of whatever you contribute to helping a bigger portion of the area. And I think we've done some wonderful things the last five, six years with it. And uh, I finished my presidency, but I still sit on the board, and I'm very involved, actually, daily with the group. And there you heard Fritz Buss, Ross Appleby, Jordan Portman, 
and an extra interview tagged on the end with America's cop sailor, Caribbean resident, of course, Peter Holmberg. And that's it. And a big thank you to all the sailors who remained sober enough to be interviewed. And later on, it would have been impossible. And a big thank you, too, to the St. Martin Yacht Club, the organisers of the St. Martin Heineken Regatta. Full details, great photos and videos can be found on the regatta website, heinekenregatta.com, and you can find a race report in the May edition of All at Sea, print and online. Now, before I cut you adrift, there's just time to tell you about three books which I know you will enjoy. If you're into action thrillers, then Caribbean High and the latest in the series, Caribbean Deep, will put wind in your sails. If non-fiction is your choice of reading, the short e-book Biscay, Our Ultimate Storm, the story of how my wife and I survived being capsized twice in a Force 10 storm, will douse you in salt spray and perhaps even make you seasick. It might also save your life should you sail offshore and experience something similar, which I never hope you do. Caribbean High is available as an e-book and in paperback. Caribbean Deep and Biscay, Our Ultimate Storm, are available as e-books only. All are available from Amazon.com worldwide and Smashwords. Prices range from $7.99 for the novels down to $2.99 for Biscay. There are more details on my website, garyebrown.net. If you'd like to comment on the podcast, then please email to gary at all at c.net. Your comments may be read out on the podcast. Next month, I hope to bring you a report from the classic yacht regatta down in Antigua, where I hope to be sailing on the 1926 Olden Schooner Charm 3. Till next time, safe sailing.